All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, feels good to be back. Had to take a week off there. It was uh, my wife's birthday, so I was uh, I, I needed time off. So Zach and Armin took the took the reins for that one, so much appreciated. But feels good to be back here for episode number 107. Uh, we're going to be recapping a little bit of week 13 and going into our week 14, the very last week of the regular season of fantasy football before we get into the quarterfinals of week 15. So it's pretty... Pretty hard to believe. I don't know what's harder to believe that it's uh, December and there's no snow or that we are already into uh, completing the regular season of fantasy football. I'm not sure which one's harder to believe, but uh, just uh, Zach and I today. Zach, how's um, how's this little week treating you? I know most most teachers I talk to are starting to get the, you know, the bog down here as we progress into the Christmas break. But uh, what's been going on with you? Yeah, I don't know what it is about uh, this time of the year, but I was just on the phone with my wife and she's at a, a thing for her school's musical. And I was just complaining about how, how gassed I am, how tired I am. It is 20 to eight right now. And I could go to bed and I'd be just fine. I think I was counting down the minutes to recording and I was like, Oh my God, I'm so tired. Like I could just go to bed <laughs> right now. Are we doing this Wednesday? And like, no, let's just power through. We'll get her going. It's good. Um, Let's get into the action here. But before we get started, so Zach, I don't know if you remember, a couple weeks ago, told the story about the perfect, perfect pools ticket. If you remember that, but oh, do I ever! This week, perfect pools ticket into the Sunday nighter. So I'm not going to sit here and dwell on it because uh, I know the guys I do the pools with are, are avid listeners and don't want to bring in the, too much salt and some fresh wounds. But like that PI call or I should say lack thereof that PI call might be like the most bitter moment of my like football life that does not involve the Detroit lions. Like I have never been so upset in my life. I was sitting downstairs granted Kansas City played really bad and green Bay looked really good, which just upsets me in a whole nother statement that green Bay looks good again. Like that I can get started on that for a while, but anyhow, we needed obviously Casey to win. And then that PI happens or what would have put them on the four yard line with 48 seconds left. And then like have to get two point and go to overtime. Like it was a long shot regardless, but I was sitting in bed and I was like, kind of this point is like 10 30 at kind of tired, but I was like, so mad. I was like, I'm not sleeping. Like I'm just not. And then the big upset on the Monday night or anyhow, but I got to look it up here. Um, maybe as, we get into some of like the the segments where I'm not having to be focused on the docket here. I'm going to try and find out what the sport select payout was for this week. Cause I can only imagine it was like super big bucks, but I just had to like take a second to, to vent there with, with my massive frustration. But um, quick question of the week. We are progressing into our last regular season game here uh, for the fan or I should say week. Uh, sorry for the fantasy football season. Um, so for a lot of people, I, and I'm not sure if we're in that position yet, I guess when we share our answers, we'll kind of, uh, disclose a little bit where we're at, but for a lot of people, it's winning in some people, you know, you got to win and somebody else has got to lose. Like it's a, it's a, it's a stressful week, I guess, if you're not quite solidified into those playoff matchups here. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about where we're at, I suppose, in our leagues and, uh, maybe just give a little bit of a breakdown of like 
what's your best chance, I guess, at, at taking home a win in this little push here. So Zach, um, where are you at here as we progress into our final week and, and grasping out some straws to try and make some playoff pushes? It's, uh, it's not great, but it could certainly be worse. Um, I am in the playoffs, I think, in two or the three redraft leagues that I'm in. Um, unfortunately, the one that I'm not making it is the one that I won last year. So uh, that's too bad. Um, and then in Dynasty, I am making it in one or the two leagues that I'm in. And I don't think anybody in that league that uh, I'm making the playoffs in has a realistic shot against you there. So uh, even if I'm like the third seed, it's really a long shot to win that one. Hey, well, I lost my first. So, I mean, anything can happen now, Zach. Anything can happen. <laughs> like, I was I was looking at that. I was going to talk about that league a little bit here too, but, like, I was looking at it, and I average – like, in that league, what would you say? A really good week would be 120 points. Like, that's a really, really good week for our settings and the amount of players we start. I'm averaging, like, 160 points or 145 points or something like that. Like, that's my average. And somehow I still – I think I have the second – I have to pull it up here. I think I have the second most points against in that league, which keep in mind, like I am drastically the highest point getter. So I'm putting these points on other teams, but there's the amount of weeks I've had where I'm the number one and the team I face is like the number two or number three. And I've got to sweat it out, even though I'm averaging 140 points. It's been, uh, it's not giving me a lot of confidence as we get into (laughs) the playoffs. That's for sure. Uh, But I guess I can answer my little part here. That that league right there, my dynasty, I've gone back to back. This would be back to back to back. Uh, and then we'd restart the league just with, we inherited this dynasty league. Uh, I don't know. I think I joined it six years ago now. Um, I'm not even, yeah, six years ago, I think. Uh, so we've kind of inherited. I've took over as commish a handful of years ago. And the one of the rules in that league was if there's a three-time winner, then it restarts, which for dynasty, for teams trying to re- you know, rebuild or rebrand or what have you. It's it's kind of a dumb rule, but for us, it's kind of nice because we can get a new platform going. We can talk about new rules and new settings and stuff without having to like, you know, really shake up the tree a little bit because we'll be a fresh start. So like, I'm really hoping that happens. I know there's a couple other managers that are hoping it happens other than the people making playoffs, I suppose. But that one's probably my best chance, even though my team is starting to get a little banged up at this point. But I'm happy about that one, but I'm in all playoffs except for one league. Uh, and then the one league I have the first round by there, but the one league that I'm not in playoffs is actually one of the leagues. Like I'm like, I'd probably say second there, maybe third most focused on right now, because we got limited in playoffs a while ago. And for, I don't know if we talked about this on the pod before, but the way this league works is when you're eliminated, you start building points towards the one-on-one. So it like, it avoids the tanking aspect of it. Like we have one guy that's tanking, which I don't know why he's tanking. Obviously didn't read the, the league rules like he's averaging 40 points in a super flex league where you start 11 players like he's averaging 40 points so like he's lost the 101 and losing the 102 and probably losing the 103 and he yeah anyhow sorry for another time but uh we just put up the most like we've been eliminated for a couple weeks now and we put up 218 points which is the most this week and like the second most on the season so we're Really focus on that one, trying to get the extra first round pick as well as the one on one in that league. It's one of the fun little dynasty dynasty leagues I'm in, but still going, I guess, in all aspects of fantasy. Like there's no league where I'll be eliminated in yet. I obviously as the playoffs progress, that'll 
that'll happen as, as you imagine, but no real playoff push, I suppose, for me for week 14. I, I, I was hoping to see what Armin's look like because I know he's in a couple leagues that we're not associated with in like the staff league. That's always a fun one and whatnot, but um, I'd have to throw some stuff on socials to get him back in there. But we'll uh, we'll go into some, I suppose, insiders and headliners here. We're going to go through it relatively quickly. But before we do so, I wanted to pull up here the uh, the football results. Like I said, the pools. The winner of the pools took home $23,000 each this week. So, <laughs> God damn you, Packers. That's just <laughs> not what I wanted to know. But anyhow, here we go. So, <laughs> insiders and headliners. This one sucks. Tank Dell. It's a broken fibula. Uh, it's like an ankle injury slash fibula injury. Uh, so, he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Hopefully just like the impact is going to be just this year and not the upcoming season as well, which has been a, a really fun ride. If you uh, picked up tank Dell uh, a handful of weeks ago here, I've been going, going solid with him. Uh, Puka Nakua suffered an AC sprain in Sunday's game. They're saying he's not expected to miss time with that, but obviously that's going to be an injury that you're going to have to monitor. Uh, Christian Kirk got ruled out really quickly in the Monday night game. Uh, that's one that says he's going to miss quote unquote some time, uh, whatever that duration is. But then also uh, attached that too is the Trevor Lawrence injury that happened in the fourth quarter of that game as well. Uh, it's diagnosed with only a high ankle sprain, which is good news because there's people that was very concerned that it was a broken ankle or, or something a little bit more severe. Their category is in a high ankle sprain, which high ankle sprains, they say that like the average is like one to three weeks is like the, you either miss one or like, sorry, zero, like you miss zero time or you miss three. That's kind of just like the, the standard timelines, which like, if you miss one week, you're going to miss a handful because of the recovery period. But some people, the high ankle sprain, it just doesn't bug them. They just get to go the following week and they're not ruling them out. They're just real questionable and saying that like, they're just trying to go day to day, which is wild. If you, if you saw the injury. Now, Ramon J. Stevenson is going to miss, quote-unquote, a few weeks after suffering his high ankle sprain. So kind of going back to what I mentioned there, um, especially with the running back, with a lot of like powerful cuts and quick twitch motions with your legs, it's obviously going to be a little bit more significant. Um, Derrick Henry uh, is going to possibly miss. Uh, it looked like he was knocked out cold from that, that collision uh, and then exited the game, but it came out that said that he is not currently in the concussion protocol which is like kind of wild to me. Um, Kenny Pickett, ankle surgery will miss some time uh, from his injury. He's not on the IR, so I'm thinking they must want him back in less than four weeks, I, I would imagine, based on that timeline. Uh, Derek Carr, concussion, and currently in protocol. Christian Watson in that Sunday nighter goes down with a late hamstring injury, and he looked like it looked bad. So I imagine he's going to miss some time. Um, Isaiah Pacheco was ejected from the game for throwing a punch. I don't know if there's going to be some follow-up on that. That's something worth monitoring, but it just seems like there was a lot that was kind of happening in this game. Uh, not just this game, sorry, this week uh, to do with injuries. I know uh, Amari Cooper headed to the locker room. He was out with a concussion. Uh, it just kind of seemed like it was one of those ones where <laughs> if you dodge the injury bug, good for you. Like, congratulations. Uh, if you dodge the long-term injury bug here with some of these players, good job. Congratulations as you go in the playoff push. But um, I, I'd be really interested to see the number of – like this upcoming week, there's only two bye weeks. Uh, that is the Arizona Cardinals and the Washington Commanders. I'd be really interested to see 
the amount of quarterbacks that are playing this week that aren't like the primary starters. Like obviously Joe Burrow's out. Kenny Pickett's out. I mean, not that he's any good anyways, but he's not the primary. Um, maybe Zach Wilson is back being the primary. <laughs> like I don't know what they're talking about possibly having to bring him back, even though he doesn't want to. Um, uh, Trevor Lawrence, I would say, is pretty unlikely that he's going to be starting in this one. Like there's a there's a long list of quarter, and then you look at Deshaun Watson, who's already been out for uh, listed as out for the season. Um, geez, I'm trying to think of some of the other names, but like there's a lot. Derek Carr, I mean, even though he hasn't been spectacular, that's another guy that's probably unlikely to play this week. There's a there's a lot of names, a lot of quarterbacks where we're starting guys like Browning, and he looked good. Like he actually, I'll, I'll say he looked good in that game, but he's uh not a household name that many people would have even known a handful of weeks ago, but very well could be using as their quarterfinals, semifinals, or even, you know, fantasy championship quarterback. It's, it's a wild time right now. And maybe it plays into a little bit more about that late round quarterback mentality that we've been talking about a little bit. Well, I guess more a couple of years prior this year, we were a little more bullish on some of the bigger names, but like, it's uh, it sucks. Like any, any sort of suggestions, Zach, I guess, like we always say, He's got to get into the dance. You just get in the playoffs. And at that point, it really doesn't matter. Like everybody's got either good teams or injuries. And that's just kind of the point of the end of the NFL season and anything can happen any given week. So I guess any little suggestion for people that are, you know, like Derrick Henry owners or the Joe Burrow owners, or like just holding on for dear life, that Justin Jefferson is coming back. Like any little bit of suggestion for those types of people that are trying to make the playoff push, or I guess are locked in and just trying to survive. Oh, that is a not fun question to ask me. So thanks for Sorry, that. Sorry, I just, I just put the ball in the tee for you. Sorry. The, oh, geez. <laughs> uh, nothing that's too too insightful. Hopefully you have a, a nice uh, large bench that you've been stashing players on. Um, hopefully there's a few guys on the waivers that you're not terrified to start. So, yeah. Uh, nothing too, this, nothing oh, sorry, too what? wise here. Nothing too I guess, wise. I guess this week there's um like there would be some decent waiver wire ads. Like I know, like maybe Noah Brown is not like he had a couple good weeks, but now with Tank Dell being out, like there's some names like I Mitaja mean, Spears. Like if you have Fab left over, like really, what what's this point? You're not what are you holding it for? I guess would be my one little suggestion. Like if you're looking there and be like, oh man, I got seventy five bucks Fab. This has been good. I'm just holding it like this is your moment like what else are you holding it for you know you could be out any single week so if there's a guy that especially if you're an rb needy team like go find tajay spears and if he's on the wire go at him if you know there's some of some of these bigger names or the high-powered offenses that my guy could be going to pick up and could be i remember that year zach um was it me and you that play each other in the finals and we just had like the most hodgepodge like injury riddled teams was that last year two years ago Oh no, we played in the in, finals last year, right? Yeah, in so, that dynasty league. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the same dynasty league, but it was the year prior when I won. So it was like I don't I think I only played you last year. I can't remember who I played that year, but the prior. But I just remember my team being absolutely dismantled. Like I had a like one or two like really good players. And then the rest was like, oh my God, like who am I starting here? And <laughs> it was a Monroe St. Brown I had in my lineup in his rookie year when like he was like really bad. And then all of a sudden just took off towards the end. And it was like, I just do I trust them? Sure, let's throw them in there. And the rest of the players were 
can't even name them. I don't remember that lineup, but that's the thing. You just get there and you just hope for the best in the playoffs. He's got to win one game at a time. So just hang in there. So anyhow, studs and duds. We'll get this thing going here. Uh, I got to throw a little bit of uh, my lines talking this one. It feels like I haven't had uh, too many of my studs. And I think I've Monra Sam Brown once or twice, maybe in the studs. And and even then, I don't know if I've had them um, even once. I, I think maybe once, but anyhow, I'm going Sam Laporta and he is currently on pace for not only breaking the best rookie tight ends season for fantasy ever, uh, but he's also on pace to possibly be the tight end number one on the NFL season. Uh, he got 24.5 fantasy points this past week, nine targets, nine interceptions, 140 yards and one tutty. Uh, he is currently, like I said, he is currently tight end number three at this moment. And there is like, not a huge gap like the the tight end landscape this year hasn't been spectacular which sucks like your your kelsey hasn't been phenomenal like he's been good but not like record breaking or you know like been like super i guess is the best way to say it and then you got some of your bigger names that have been injured like mark andrews but you're looking at TJ Hawkinson right now is tight end number one at 147 points. Then you got Travis Kelsey at 146 and then Sam Laporta at 140. There is a seven point gap. And then there's a big dip from Sam Laporta to George Kittle uh, from 140 to 129. So I guess 11 points, which I guess isn't substantial, but it's smaller than the, you know, the, the Porta Kelsey to Hawkinson jump. So there's, there's a really good chance that we're talking about Sam Laporta finishes the season as the tight end one on the NFL or if we're in the fantasy landscape, which would be astronomical, especially because he probably got him free at the end of drafts or, or off the waiver wire. So a huge year for, uh, for uh, Sam Laporta, uh, 24.5 fantasy points this week, which is a huge week as well too. So I uh, just couldn't keep riding him into the sunset here and hopefully can ride the Lions into a playoff run as well. So uh, Zach, your stud of the week. I am going to do a bit of a smuggle here and, and maybe cheat just a touch. Uh, I have two names, DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel. Both of them eclipsed 33 points on the week. Uh, Metcalf had 34.3 and, and Samuel had 33.8. And the reason I brought them up is in my one dynasty, it's a super flex. Uh, I started them both and I thought, geez, like there's, there's no way I lose this. Like most times you'll, you'll win a week or you'll be in a good spot. If you have 180 points and, and those between those guys right there, that's it's like 68 uh, and change. So I thought well on my way to winning. And unfortunately I, I still lost the other guy. Oh, I had like 200. Oh, no. The other guy had like 209 points on the week. Um, like I said, it is super flex and, I ran into, I believe, uh, Hertz and Stafford um, on the other team, and and my cues were were Murray and Goff. And, uh, neither one of them had a, a terrible game, but neither one of them had a game anywhere as good as uh, Hertz. So that was definitely the difference maker right there. So um, very frustrating when you're in that position where you have these explosive uh, high scoring performances and. And you still find a way to lose. Been there. Like th that's the most unfortunate sentence in all of fantasy football that everybody can appreciate is 
my team was super good and I still lost. Like how many times do you talk to people and it seems like, so I don't know why it seems so common, but how many people you talk to, it's like, I was the number two or the number three point getter in the week. Mm-hmm. And I lost yeah. like we did that week one, Zach, me and you in our dynasty league, we just threw haymakers at each other. And I think I beat you by like maybe two, maybe three points, but it was very clear there. We were the one, two, and there was a huge dip to number three. And it's just like, that's just Murphy's law. Like it's the most unfortunate, but, and it makes it feel worse too. Like, I think, I don't know. I think I'd rather get smoked. I I guess maybe it says that your team's good. Like if you lose by two points and you're the number two point getter, it means your team's good. But I don't know. There's something you said about being smoked and being like, oh yeah, like wasn't meant to be, wasn't my week, yeah. but where you just, your team was that good. And it's like, huh, didn't matter how good I was. Cause I wasn't winning anyways, but I don't know. Yeah. That kind of, that kind of goes with the argument or the, the idea of, of maybe head to head isn't necessarily always the best uh, scoring format in fantasy. Um, there's been a little bit of chatter over the past couple of years uh, of switching leagues to a, a setting where like the top four, the top five, depending on the size of your league, the top half score score getters get a, get a win in theory. And then the bottom half would get a, a loss. So you're not going head to head. You're just, counting total points there's a there's a league that i played in it was like a charity based league but you played your head to head and then you also got another point for being on the top half so like each week was worth two points basically so mm-hmm. if you, so say for example i was playing you you beat me you get one point but then we were both in the top half of the league i would get one point and you would get an additional point so you'd be two and all in the week i'd be one and one so mm-hmm. it's still kind of like a little mercy point i guess for those bad beat type things it'd be like very similar comparable to our dfs league too where if you're the number one on the week you get 20 bucks and then an additional point but all you have to be is the top half to get the w like half the half the teams win half the teams lose pretty straightforward but it takes a little bit of that randomness and that variable out of it but you don't feel as bad when those bad beats roll around that we're kind of talking about too but uh talking about feeling bad um if you're an austin eckler owner it's it's not good it's really not good i i saw you guys had him on the docket for uh dud last week and just gonna find his way right back into the docket this week and and this one like to me it's a huge head scratcher he had 21 21 touches he had 18 carries or sorry 14 carries and check that he had 17 touches, 14 carries and and three targets. So I guess two receptions, I guess total of 16 touches, check my math here, but 14 carries. And like for Austin Eckler, who is lightning in a bottle historically, 14 carries, you think like you're going to, you're going to put something up on the board, but 14 carries for 18 yards, three targets, two receptions, nine yards, zero scores. Like how does Austin Eckler touch the ball 16 times and put together 27 yards. I I don't understand that whatsoever. Like I was listening to a couple other podcasts and they think maybe he's like nicked up or something, or who knows, maybe just Austin Eckler is just, this is just shelf life with running back. We've, we've seen the end. Like, I, I don't know, but 3.7 fantasy points as we're progressing into uh, a must win for a lot of people this week. And then obviously must win in the quarterfinal matchups. It's not a lot of confidence of having him in your starting lineup, which is, which is super unfortunate, but Zach, I also got to mention something too, because I saw a really funny statistic 
which was, well, two statistics. Right now, the number one defense for points against, for average points against the last, was it four weeks? It's the New England Patriots. So <laughs> I think they're 0-4 <laughs> in that run. Yep. But yep. also, I've never seen a team before, and this is like the most ridiculous statistic I've ever seen. New England Patriots scored zero points this last week, but they covered the spread. The spread, <laughs> the spread was six and a half points. Yes, they did. And they covered the spread by scoring zero single points whatsoever the whole game. I've never seen that before. I don't know if like I, I would have to dive pretty deep to see if that's ever happened before, but that is how bad that football game was. And I mean, Hey, new England Patriots are just staying true to what they need to do right now. We talked about that two, two podcasts ago, three podcasts ago. They're, they're doing what they need to do, but Oh, is it ugly to watch? And, and I, I applaud you, Zach, if you actually watch that game in entirety. It's, uh, it's tough, tough sledding. I, uh, I find myself on the edge of my seat. Uh, whenever the Patriots have the ball, because I'm just like, don't you, don't, don't, throw a, don't you dare throw a don't you dare throw a play score. action post. Don't you dare. <laughs> please don't score. Yeah, keep throwing these little these little screens and these little slants that get knocked out. Like, please, yeah, exactly. The their last possession, I was just like, God, come on, like we can't score here. You're don't gonna really this. burst my bubble. I think yeah. I'm just trying to find it. But I believe they are in second last in the NFL right now. Is that correct? They are currently holding the second overall pick. Yeah. So I mean, hey, that's Drake May territory. Like I know we talked about this. The and I mean, like, we're not going to get into the whole thing again. But we talked about it last time. Like you had to be a top two pick to get a quarterback. Like the third is probably unlikely to get one of those top two guys. You might get that. Was it Bo Nix? Maybe if he if he um, goes into well, declares to the draft, I guess, too, because he I just saw he was a Heisman candidate for this year, too. So another guy that might be in the mix or what have you. But, yeah, it's uh, I mean, you got to be a top two. So you're looking in that uh, Drake May territory. But anyhow, you're you're dead of the week. Uh, so as bad as uh, the Pats were, I, I think this player might have been even worse. And that is uh, Terry McLaurin. Uh, his stat line was was simply scary. McLaurin, uh, zero receptions on three targets, uh, accounting for zero uh, fantasy points. Uh, don't really know the story of the game very well. Don't know what happened, but whatever the case may be, definitely not what you were looking for in somebody that you've likely been counting on uh, week in week out as a somewhat reliable wide receiver to wide receiver three type. Well, I can tell you Terry McLaurin put up as many points as the, as the Patriots did. So, so yes. I guess potato potato, they both didn't do very good. Yeah. I, you, me and scary and scary McLaurin were tied for uh, receptions. Hey, we had a good Sunday. week though. We had a good week. Yeah. Um, I was actually g- giggling to you put DK Metcalf in there. I know uh, Arm was talking about a little bit, a little side story. He tried to, He's like, do you think if I texted my commission, he'd allow me to make the change mid-game? Because he tried to put DK in. He hemmed and hot about he said on the Thursday night, and he tried to put DK in last second. But then he like tried too late, and the game starts, so like you're locked out. But you know sometimes when like the game technically hasn't started, but like the start time for the game is started, like when you're watching on TV and the game is not started, but just like 
where it says the kickoff should be like that time locks your roster or whatever. That's kind of, I'm assuming was the situation. He tried to switch DK in and I can only imagine like how painful that Thursday night game was. Cause we've been like the worst Thursdays and Monday night games imaginable this season. And finally we get a good one and you're watching it. Cause you want to watch. It's a good football game, but you have DK on your bench. You absolutely going nuclear every single time you got a touchdown, which was three of them. You're just like, Oh no. Oh no, I can only imagine how frustrating that was for him and doesn't start your uh, fantasy week off all that great anyways, but continuing on here, welcoming some teams back off the bye. We got Baltimore Ravens, Buffalo Bills, Chicago Bears, Las Vegas Raiders, Minnesota Vikings, and the New York Giants. And then I guess previously mentioned, we have the Arizona Cardinals and the Washington Washington Commanders going on the bye week. Um, last start sits of the week or last start sits sorry of the season before we get into our uh playoff primer so let's hopefully nail these ones out of the park for those teams that are uh, making a push started off with you zach sure thing uh i would be looking at starting uh rookie wide receiver Jaden reed of the green bay packers against the new york giants uh we're Looking at uh, Christian Watson possibly missing some time, which means it's either going to be Reed or Dobbs as that wide receiver one for the Packers going against a very poor New York uh, Giants secondary who over the last three weeks is giving up the second most uh, yards through the air. So uh, not a defense that's going to be putting up a lot of a fight, I don't think. And we saw just this past week that uh, when they are f- firing in all cylinders, the, the Packers can move the ball through the air quite well. And Jaden Reed has had a, a very, uh, very efficient, very effective rookie season. Um, this past week wasn't a great week for him, but the previous weeks he finished as wide receiver 19, wide receiver 9, and wide receiver 10. So uh, he has been has been playing well, bit of a speed bump this week, but I do think he ba- uh, bounces back uh, potentially this week against the Giants. Especially with no Christian Watson. Like, you just got to think there's going to be so many vacant targets that Christian Watson has been going up and getting this last week. It's, yeah, and it's, that, it pains me to say, and I know I mentioned earlier, it, it pains me to see the Packers good. Like, just let me have my moment in the sun. I, I have a, a good a good uh, friend of mine. We play hockey together. He was across the street from me. He's also a Lions fan. And he goes, isn't it going to be just like a Lions moment when we get the third seat and we have to play the Packers at home and they beat us at home in the wildcard week? And I was like, the fact that you said that ruined my week and it might ruin my life because it's probably in the cards that they actually could play each other. So yeah, I'm not here for that and not here for that kind of negativity. Don't really need that in my life, to be honest. So uh, Lions are going to roll. Let's just throw that out there. Um, my start of the week seems like a gimme, but the season for this player hasn't been like as smooth sailings as we've hoped. And you know what? The last couple of years hasn't been. But if you watch that Monday Nighter, Joe Mixon looked really, really good. And I think that's going to turn into the identity of the Cincinnati Bengals and they're not out of it. They're not out of the playoff picture by any stretch of the imagination. I think they're a half a game back, if not one game back of a playoff spot. 
uh, with Browning at the helm. Uh, he actually, you know what? In, in a matter of fact, Mixon looked good, and I thought Browning looked good too. Checkdowns, good reads. Uh, mixing around the ball really, really well. Uh, lots of uh, little swings and creative opportunities to get mixed in the ball. Uh, and he had a really good week. And if you looked at what happened in the Indianapolis game too, Derrick Henry had a really good week uh, against Indianapolis and he got knocked out pretty early. So uh, I imagine this to be another nice little week for Joe Mixon. Um, it's not a lock by any stretch, but if uh, if the Bengals want to have any sort of uh, go at the playoff run, they're going to have to put the ball in the hands of some of their top players. And uh, they saw that, just peppering uh, Jamar Chase with targets two weeks ago is not the answer to success. Yeah, you want to get the ball in his hands, but at the same time, you got to be able to move the ball down the field and not just cause turnover after turnover. So I, I think Joe Mixon is an excellent start this week against Indianapolis. Since so the week, our last two here, uh, Zach. I would be thinking of sitting Najee Harris uh, against the Pats. Uh, Najee hasn't been, uh, I think, well, he is kind of what we've, what we've seen, um, this year and last year, uh, not what I expected though, when he was coming into the league last year. Um, so Harris isn't somebody that, uh, is known for breaking off explosive or big runs. He just kind of turns, uh, short, uh, short gains and then. Mm-hmm. He'll break off a little bit of a longer run here and there. Um, and this week, going against the Pats, uh, this could be a very tough matchup for him. On the season, the Pats uh, allow the third least rushing yards uh, per game. And over the last three, they're uh, allowing the fewest per game with just 52.3 uh, rushing yards per game. So for somebody that... Uh, has been struggling to put up big yards per game. I don't think this is a, a matchup that we're looking for Harris to do too well in. Considering Kenny Pickett is out and you're going to have Trubitsky in there, I can see the Pats uh, having a few heavier boxes than they may have had otherwise. So not a good matchup for, for Harris. I would think this might be more of a, a Jalen Warren game where, they able, where they're uh, able to spread the ball out wide a little bit with his speed. Yeah, your only hope for Harris is he gets a touchdown. Like that's the to me, that's the only way he gets double digits if he gets if he somehow stumbles in the end zone or or Warren gets tackled on the one and and they go heavy set and he he punches one of that. Like I just don't see the ceiling play for him this this upcoming week. Uh speaking of uh my sit of the week is Calvin Ridley. And this is for a couple reasons. You may think, hey uh, we're looking at uh, we're looking at his counterpart there, Christian Kirk. He's going to be down for a couple of weeks. Maybe he gets a higher snap share, maybe more targets, maybe more uh, more share. Yeah, but at the same time, you're also possibly working without uh, Trevor Lawrence, and you're going to have C.J. Beathard in, and he is the backup for Jacksonville, which doesn't give me a lot of confidence. And it's also against a very very good Cleveland Browns defense. I know they're a little bit banged up right now, but uh, Cleveland is a team that is in the playoff hunt and trying to maintain a position in the playoffs right now. So that way their team can get healthy and they can keep rolling. So um, not a lot of confidence there in the matchup, not a lot of confidence in the back of quarterback. Uh, so they just, and not to mention that <laughs> the Calvin Ridley experience has been a roller coaster at best. So you're trying to hit lightning in a bottle with a lot of variables going against you. And I just don't have a lot of confidence uh, in that matchup, especially this week. So that'd be my set of the week. 
Um, that'll do it. I guess a little shorter, sweet episode here this week, and we'll get into the nitty gritty here as we do the playoff primer next week. But um, I guess on behalf of Zach Armand and myself here, uh, the fantasy football podcast, thank you for listening. If you need a win or you know, a win and a loss to get in or whatever kind of voodoo magic you need to get into your playoffs or get that by or what, what have you, uh, good luck this week. I know this is uh this is a fun one here. It's uh, that last little bit of push. And for a lot of people, it, the playoffs start right now. It's a, it's a win and in, and then you just got to keep winning as the, as the week progresses. So uh, good luck, everybody. Enjoy week 14. Uh, it's our last set of bye weeks as well, too, for whatever that's worth. But uh, quarterfinals, semifinals, and then uh, fantasy football championships are right around the corner. So enjoy the football. We got it. It's hard to believe it's already December, and soon enough we're going to blink, and football's going to be behind us. Enjoy, uh, enjoy this week. Take care, everybody, and let's talk soon.